Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week in league, Noffa continues his quest to earn the Dally M by being the most valuable player to 15 other NRL sides. Des Hasler sends a gift basket of a crate of Winnie Reds to Cliffy after Manly's performance in a game honouring a fallen club legend. George Williams clears up confusion on his mental health claims and says he's sure vaccines are okay, but pretty certain the sound of Ricky Stewart's voice causes autism. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 12 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in Lee. Welcome to episode 402 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And you guys are a pair of cunts. Wow. That's very unkind. You say that every... You start almost every episode that way. Yeah, because every week, every episode even, you guys are a pair of cunts. Ah, that was quite uh, quite an interesting opening or attempt to open. It was. Members of our Patreon will have... Uh, <laughs> Unheralded behind-the-scenes access, <laughs> oh. a la Michael Jordan's The Last Dance to Blakely's The Last Line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because uh, it was, uh, yeah. Whenever, this, whenever it's notable, we have to, we have to yeah, throw it into Patreon so people can just see, see what, what we have to do to fucking get this podcast on the air. We see how the sausage out. is made. Yeah, and I mean... Like Fucking do it, Cam. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Stop giving away the good stuff. Um, Welcome oh. to the number one rugby league podcast on the planet. Yeah, and uh, also voted most professional rugby really? league podcast, or actually just podcast in general. Before I came <laughs> back. Spoilers. Um, the vote We're was not. taken in eight-year-olds magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fellas, how are oh, we going? Great. Mate, it's fucking NRL Groundhog Day over here. I hear you. I hear you. I keep waiting. No, no, I don't think you do. I also I, hear, I, I, you, you know what? <laughs> For I do, all the wrong know, reasons, I, I do because you're forgetting. You you are forgetting that I've been through this fuck. I've been through this exact season that you were having before. That's this, a is, you, this, this is nothing new. This is not, you've got to win another five games to get to the 1995 what? level. When, when so were you I'm, on a when were you on a podcast with a pack of fuckwits? Mate, how, how? I just said 1995. It's almost almost a decade before fucking the term podcast had ever been coined. <laughs> we just called it sitting around <laughs> talking into microphones. <laughs> Didn't it? I don't even know if I had a computer then. Let me think. <laughs> this fucking story's falling, Fuck. falling apart. God damn it. Fucking hell. I wish this was an, a visual medium. 
and we had somebody that was amazing with graphics because as you were saying that, I would have flashed something up on the screen <laughs> that said Terminator 2 was like <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> you walking up. I want your microphone, your laptop. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's get, let's get started. We're trying we're trying to bust out the show and just and bust it out tonight because Glenn Glenn's got stuff he needs to be doing. So we need to we need to fucking oh. free the man. Oh, I have that. That has not been a uh, a prerequisite from me. I'm sorry, man. This is potentially a very important moment for your family, and I'm wasting time <laughs> talking about. Mashing Nate with a Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> and, and 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 no 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 doubt a Schwarzenegger movie that Glenn hasn't actually fucking seen. Either. Motherfucker, I've seen Terminator Two. I have not seen Groundhog Day though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! You had you had the opportunity for triumph there. No, <laughs> and, but and you just as always, you should, you should, you I just lie. brought truth. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, there's there's a couple of half stories out there in the news this week that um I I thought though the the first thing and this because we don't really we don't run through the news stories on the Sunday night I thought that you know we should uh, at least uh, pay homage to uh, to Bob Fulton who passed away on Sunday after a, a a a long and not not super public battle with cancer not super public I'd have to say I mean it came it came to me I, mean, I remember when his wife was super sick. But um, yeah, I did. I was I was unaware of um, you know, you know, once he dropped out of the public eye, of course, you know, you know, that's probably you know a large part of it. But uh, legendary player, you know, obviously a, a player of great importance in in the history of the uh, the Manly Sea Eagles club, and uh, you know, as a player, as a player, great player, immortal, and then you know, even more so for Manly as a coach. Um, <clears throat> And so I mean, it's all been it's all been done. Uh, the accolades have been uh, have been dispersed on Sunday. You know, obviously uh, leading up to you know the, the Seagulls actually commemorating his death in in an appropriate fashion, unlike other clubs that will remain nameless at this point um, <laughs> for their legends. But it's just it's um <clears throat> yeah. It's sad. It's sad when a great when we lose a great of the game and you know connection to the uh, you know another connection to the past. But it's uh it's it's also you know great to pay our respects to a wonderful player, a wonderful coach, uh, a wonderful Australian coach, and an immortal of the game who didn't have historical child sex charges unearthed against him after he you know just prior to his passing, unlike the Dragons guy. Yes, that um, is true. This week, Izzy Flowers is trying to get back into the into rugby league. The storyline hasn't quite played out yet, so we're going to leave that alone. However, I know that Stepdad is ready to launch on the QRL because what they've done is just deferred their responsibility. To, they could have made an outright call about whether he could rejoin or not, but they've kind of just deferred to you know contract law and I, I, the yeah, contract that comes from who... France. I don't know who's the bigger fuck up in this situation, the media that reported on the story or QRL. Because the headline was QRL's emphatic no to Izzy Falau. 
Yes. And you read that and it fills you with hope that says maybe, just fucking maybe, they've gone, having you in our game makes a whole range of the community feel unwelcome. And so we believe that having that, that whole section of the community feel welcome is more important than you being able to post things um, that are mean to people on social media uh, and and then expect to to play in our code. I was I was really hopeful, but all they did was say, um, "Geez, Mister Mister Palmer, please don't be mean to us and and threaten us with legal action." After all, we can't do anything unless Catalans releases him. This is about the the rules around international players changing location or players changing international location um so even if we wanted to which spoilers we really want to um we can't unless catalans releases him so you can tell us that uh, you'll sue us on if we don't sign him by wednesday or register him by wednesday but we actually can't do anything unless catalans releases him so maybe try and sue catalans um, yeah. and then go on to say as, long, as soon as they do we will register him they then did go on to try and um, restrict how high he could go in the competition or in the the grades. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the fact that he's getting airtime, yeah, makes me absolutely <laughs> fucking sick. And it is yet another example that all this is for is for clicks. Yeah, and then and obviously Clive, Clive Palmer inserting himself in there just being the, a fucking troll to ingratiate himself to his base. Yeah. Which is exactly. you know, basically the, you know, Pauline Hansen's base. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul, it's one nation voters who understand economics. That's Clive Palmer's base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a couple of transfer things uh, that we're in, we're in the, the midst where there's a potential carousel going on, you know, prior to the, the, the June cutoff with, um, Dearden, who is signed for the Cowboys from next season, could potentially head uh, head north mm. because uh, Blake Green has reti- has reti- uh, retired. Um, yeah, obviously he's been god awful for the Knights since you know um, coming back from an Achilles injury. Uh, mm. He's he's retired. This could then see what's it been three games. Mm. Yeah, three did games. He, yeah. Did he retire yeah, because um, of ongoing complications from his injuries or just because he didn't want to train anymore? Because it looked like he didn't well, want to train anymore. Yeah, it's, it's probably he's just, uh, you know, he's, he's struggled coming back from the injury and he, and he probably feels that he doesn't, you know he doesn't he doesn't have it, and I'm sure there is there there are benefits to him retiring because I mean it certainly helps Newcastle out. Yeah, I mean because they've got they've got Jake Clifford as of next season. Yep. So then what happens is you know it could open the door for for Jake Clifford to come down join the Knights you know immediately or over the next couple of weeks, and give, you know bolster their stocks you know given that they're missing um, Mitchell Pearce for still quite a while because of the pec injury. Yeah. So then after Clifford leaves leaves the Cowboys, Tom did and. Apparently today I saw reports saying that he was seen to be kind of saying his goodbyes to teammates and stuff at training. Yeah, wow. So so that way that he can go and uh, take up his deal at the Cowboys early, which is probably not a bad idea because then it gives him like half a season to to try and build a combination with uh, with Drinkwater. Yep. And then see what. But yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you know, Chad could you know maybe yeah you know, Chad could be 
an early lever. I mean, he's well, been Chad dropped by been, the Sharks yeah, this week. It. So, he, uh, yeah, he could he could be early. Uh, it was Todd Ballum. I was sorry to see now Todd Ballum said that he appeared to say goodbye to, to Broncos teammates this morning on Wednesday morning training. Um, and then we saw that the, the, the Knights could potentially have Matt Lodge coming their way as well. <laughs> Which is like well, what the Cowboys are doing with halves, the, the Knights are doing with props. Like if you like, you look at the Knights and you go, okay, yeah, Clem is pretty good. Daniel Saifidi is pretty good. His yep. brother, not so much. But you'd look at their stocks and you wouldn't say that props are an area that they're massively hurting for, mm. especially given the state of their their entire backline, really. Mm. And I mean, they don't really have in any general. Really. I mean, Bradman Best is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, then you're looking at you know your frizzles and so Barnett forth. Barnett, well. yeah, all those guys. Barnett, yep, yeah. So, I wouldn't have thought the forwards would be an area that that's you know the major problem. Obviously, halves is a problem for them. Mm. I mean, Brabham Best, you know, when you know, he's got the height, but I mean, he's he's fucking injured a lot as well. Mm. You know, Pong is you know Pong is like the only person you know. Oh, yeah, Best and Pong are maybe the only people that really would have their positions bedded down in that side no matter what. You would think. Mm. I mean, who, I mean, who, there's no other, compa- like none of the other guys, like, I mean, you're not, you're not going to tell me that Star, you know, Stafford Toa fucking has locked his shit down yeah. to a yeah. Con- Connor <laughs> Watson like, would have a cross, place Freeze in Crossland's the... not, he's only there because everyone else is dead. Yeah. Connor Watson would lock down a spot yeah, in the 17, but where, I don't yeah. know, but yeah. you'd have to have right. him in the 17. You wouldn't play him in Reggie's, but... But it was only Sunday. We were, it was only Sunday when we were saying, like, why is you know yeah. why are they even trying to use utilize him more <laughs> yeah, given the injuries? Put him at five yeah, eight. So, so like you say, he'd always have a spot in the seventeen. But I mean, it doesn't seem to have any fucking opportunity for advancement, mm. no matter how many people in the halves get killed. The, the other interesting thing is why the Knights are interested in a forward who is probably in the top three most poorly suited to the new rules and. An interpretation of the rules mm. in Matt Lodge. Mm. Also, a yeah. player that is like so on the nose with any fan base that has to tolerate his presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or, or is this just another one of those things where it's a a vocal minority that thinks that Matt Lodge is a fucking cancer? I no, think that people, people. I don't think it's a vocal people say moment. like people can say they'll cancel their membership and things like that. But at the end of the day, they've paid for their membership this year if they're a membership paying type of person. Yep. And then they've got six months to forget what about Matt Lodge before the renewal comes around. Yeah, true. And they'll renew it because they love their fucking team, and they'll have six months to rationalise to themselves why they still support the team with Matt Lodge there. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, but speaking about players poorly suited to the the current rules, young young Vic Radley, <laughs> who who listeners of this show will will remember on his debut, I believe he debuted against Manly, and I remember he fucking hit Marty Tapao in the face with a shoulder charge, in the, and it was like a yeah oh my god you know this young fucking you know big yeah. hitter, and I'm like hang on a minute. <laughs> Absolute fucking dog shot at him, and he's getting, he's getting celebrated like it's like you know he's like the fucking you know reincarnation of Steve Matai or fucking something you know something. Yeah. Anyway, his game hasn't changed since then, but the rules or the interpretation or the penalties given out 
to those sorts of tackles have yeah. increased in severity over the over the following you know eighteen months or so. Yeah, and uh, as a result, as we saw on the weekend, yeah, Radley ended up with four four reports and two two stints in the sin bin. Immediately cemented yeah, uh, himself as the current the current grubbiest player in the game, mm. <laughs> at least statistically under the rule set, and. Upon being suspended for five five weeks, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Upon being suspended for five weeks, he actually said that yeah, he said, "Look, I've got great, I've had great defensive coaches, or you know, great great tackling coaches, you know, through my entire career, and you know, he named guys like um, Ron Gibbs, like you know, Craig, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 John Hopewater, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking the tackle, Boyd. the tackle on Albert <laughs> Kelly on the weekend was fucking Ron Gibbs one oh one. <laughs> but he, he then went on to express that he had such great tackling technique. He was he was taught by the best, and as and as as a result, he uh, there's nothing to change, and he won't be changing the way he goes about his business. So, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I mean, wow. first first player first player to that's going to rub themselves out of the game just through being fucking recalcitrant. Yeah, un- uneducatable f- fucking moron. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Good luck Good luck with that, Vic. And, uh... If I'm the Roosters, look, I, look if, if I'm the Roosters, I probably don't give a fuck because I've got that much cash and, you know, the, the, yeah. the club is, and team are my plaything. But what a fucking little prima donna he is. Say that shit. Say you can say that shit to the boys. Yeah, go for it. But can you imagine even how that would go down in the sheds? Like, well, I mean, they just, yeah, they got done thirteen plus by the Broncos by yeah. you know large part because they were down to twelve for the fucking quarter of the game. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. this this is that thing. You know, I'm old enough to remember when the science around smoking became irrefutable. Yes, and. Do you remember when they outlawed smoking inside? Yeah. Like for a while up to that, there were those people who were, well, fuck you. I'm still going to smoke in my own house, even if I've got kids, because I, I can smoke in my fucking house. Yep. That's who fucking Radley is. Radley mm-hmm. is the cunt who sits around the kitchen table blowing smoke in his fucking kids' faces because, well, fucking this is what I've always done and, and no one's going to fucking tell me any different and and everything's going soft. It's fucking soft. Yeah. I want to give you a rap I mean, to Jay, for your tweet about pubs going, pubs going soft. <laughs> fucking absolute <laughs> top three best things oh. you've ever done. Fuck. I've read it 10 times over the course of the day and it made me fucking laugh every time. It, Even now, it's making it, me laugh again. It's one thing. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't get my head around that. The, the game's going soft because we can't do things that fuck people's brains up irreparably, shorten yeah. their lifespan or change their personalities. And the NRL is in a fucking very fortunate position in in you the know? sense that the the medicine around contact sports is far more advanced in other sports in richer sports in yeah. America and they're seeing the diagnoses 
far earlier and 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 adding up ahead of the mm. timetable of the NRLs. Mm-hmm. So they actually be they're actually a great fucking cautionary tale or role model to look at in terms like, of how you know what they're dealing with. Like real talk, John Howard has probably saved countless NRL players' lives. Just by just just by nature of having guns so unobtainable Correct. to a casual person. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the fucking stupidity I hear at the moment around games gone soft, games gone soft, games gone soft. It's and oh, you you, you got to let people make their own decisions, and they know what they're signing up for, and they know what they. It's fucking like touch footy. Well, you know it's what? touch footy. Fucking playing touch footy now. Here, here's the thing: there are fucking laws that say when you get in a car, must put on a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, you got people. People can drive. How they got to drive? You'd be comfortable when you fucking drive. You can't tell me how to fucking drive. Cars have gone soft. Yeah. That voice, that voice—it's like a prototype fucking de- degenerate Westy voice. Yeah, and the thing is, if if you did, if you if you applied an Amer- if you applied an American accent to that voice, yeah, you would be exactly the same cunts that don't want to wear fucking masks and or get vaccinated <laughs> exactly. against COVID. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's 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 that exact same mindset. You're just interchanging the fucking blocks of ignorance yeah. that are fucking they're railing against for their for the purpose of their freedom or because of the, what they've always done or whatever bullshit fucking dumb excuse the, they want to make. The other thing I've had come up is that people say, "Oh, well, it's stupid and it won't do anything to stop um, to to crack down on on high shots because seventy percent of concussions are to defenders, right? Seventy percent of concussions are to defenders." The other thing you got to remember here is that one of the reasons the NRL is doing this is for fucking legal liability in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a vast fucking difference in legal liability for things you do to yourself as opposed to things you have inflicted upon you by others. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact of the matter is, for little bitch tits Radley, it has always been against the rules to contact the head. Yep. It has been against the rules to contact the head. That's it. And now they're increasing the penalty as an incentive to change behavior. Mm-hmm. So you, you dumb fuck, what you have done is say to the NRL, your incentive to change my behavior has not been successful. I Please come to- up with stronger incentives <laughs> so that my behaviour will change. Because m- my freedoms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing: the amount of high shots he put on. I mean, four reportable offences. Five weeks is pretty is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Go- I mean, that that that's on the kind of on the light yeah. side. Especially because he's a guy with form on the board, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I mean, the NRL are doing players a favour yeah. by punishing them for 10 minutes on field rather than stacking up multipliers yeah. in weeks off but, afterward. But here's the thing. If your tackling, tackling technique is leading you to do something that has always been against the rules, mm-hmm. it is not a good tackling technique. You didn't learn from the best. Yeah. Now, and I'm sure that they don't want. It, I'm sure they don't want to fucking be be nominated as the people that taught you how to tackle in such a way that is in violation of the rules <laughs> most of the time. You do it. 
Now, if if the NRL came out and went, you know, um, AFL style, you're not allowed to tackle beneath the waist. You know, we're getting too many knee and ankle injuries, mm-hmm. so we're now going to outlaw outlaw the legs tackle. Then he would have grounds to say, "I've learned this tackling technique since I was a boy, and they can't expect me to change it overnight." Yeah. But the other thing I think that they really need to do is some outside the box stuff. For example, with bootlace tackles, they need to start rewarding them. Yeah. If you don't want people to go in high, then have a couple Reward of calls. The low. Yeah. Have have dominant tackle, mm-hmm. but then also have you know um, technical tackle or something. If somebody yeah. wraps somebody's fucking legs up, yep. Reward that shit. Yep. You know, it's all about incentivizing behavior. It's not fucking. Hard. And when is technique you know, like? When did technique change? Like you say. I understand that that the the game went away from from legs tackles because the play the ball speed, um, you know, guys guys can get up and, and also yeah. wrapping up offloads, yeah. yeah. But but when when did the tackling around the ball or, or hitting around the ball with your shoulder when like when did that go from there to okay let's let's get my shoulder around a guy's chin or into his head or or like. Mm. It, that's that, it. that never actually happened. A, a a tackle with your shoulder around the ball, or you know, a body on body contact with arms wrapping up the ball, yeah. is is probably the more preferred method method of of defence in today's game. Not yeah. shoulder mm-hmm. first to the head, or swinging arms to the head and neck. You know, yeah, it, it's it's just just not. That's not how the game's played. Mm. So um, he plays with, you know, I think he's trying to cover up the fact that his his biggest strength to him is his aggression and the, the fact that he goes onto the field with an element of reckless abandon. But And it was okay yeah. because he could lose control of that and the team would be like, oh, look at him, you know, he's, he's inspiring us. Well, it's not that inspiring when you're knocking cunts out or getting spending 20 minutes in a sin bin in a single game and getting reported four times yeah, followed it. by a, a five week which as as you say Nate is is I was expecting six or eight as a combined sum total of of the, mm. the four charges so mm. um yeah I I think he's you know I think there's a fair bit of deflection there um and it'll be interesting to see how he changes changes his tune because as we've alluded to earlier, the game is passing certain players by. And mm-hmm. and Volandis is, is doubling down. I don't see it changing. I, I, I see it, certainly the, the head and neck contact, I see that continuing and the, the level of enforcement mm-hmm. continuing. And yep. it, the game is going to pass certain players in every club. Um, some clubs less than others, but in every club is going to be a player here and there that the game is going to pass by this season. <laughs> and guys that are, you know, yeah. still probably had thought they had many, many years left in the game are going to be out of a fucking job. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Getting some previews for the upcoming round 12 of the 2021 NRL season. Thursday night's game. The Broncos take on the Storm. 
at Suncorp Stadium. The uh, Broncos side, um, Matt Lodge is suspended, so uh, Kennedy moves into the uh, front row starting. Uh, so uh, TC Rabadi comes onto the bench. Tyson Gamble also suspended, so that allows for uh, Anthony Milford to return in the halves and Herbie Farnworth back at uh, centre. Dale Copley drops out the storm side. Uh, Hughes returns at half. Uh, Johns drops back to the reserves. Chris Lewis remains in the six. And uh, no Pappy at this stage with Nico Hines still uh, remaining in the uh, in the one. Mm. Now, look, let's be real. Great fucking, yeah, great win for the Broncos last week. Melbourne Storm, also an extremely good win. Especially considering the, guy, you know, the troops that they had out. Now they've got one of those back. And, a key uh, one. A key one. How much are the Melbourne Storm going to, to pound the Broncos by? Or do the Broncos continue on their brief upward tick? That, you know, the, the, just the, the general you know, energy, consistent performance, you know, getting some forward domination and acting upon it. Can they, can they, can they even achieve that ascendancy against the Storm in the first no. place? No. I wouldn't no, think so. How much of an impact so is Albert Kelly? You know, like what is the real impact of Albert Kelly in the Broncos side? I don't expect him being there to to win the game for the Broncos. Don't get me wrong, but they they were looked a far different side with him in control last week. There were elements in that game, as we spoke about with the Radley stuff, etc., that yeah. certainly worked in the yeah. Broncos' favour, but. There was a lot more control. The kicking game was was um, more precise, um, and and they looked to have a lot more direction. Um, I I just you know this is week two of of the Albert Kelly era, the Broncos, I guess you could call it. But I think the Storm, you know, nullify that. I think they they play with a bit too much control, and I don't know that the Broncos have the consistency to put two performances like that together in a row. The, the Storm play the game at another level. Mm. And also the Albert Kelly era that you mentioned happened to coincide with the Roosters, everyone is injured and play for 12 men for 75% of the game era. Yeah. And sure. so it's hard, it's hard to see, it's hard, it's hard to see where the coral, you know, <laughs> what the yeah, root cause of, of, yeah. of the Broncos having so much energy late in the game to seal it. Yeah. <laughs> where like that the, could have possibly come from. The, the, Nazi, the Nazis looked really fucking good against the Russians when they had guns and the other cunts had pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Storm by exactly. a thousand. So I think we agreed that Storm. St- yeah, okay. The uh, Friday pub slot game, the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Warriors uh, up there at the abattoir in North Queensland. Tamalolo suspended. Jason Tamalolo suspended. He's replaced by Cohen Hess returning from injury. Um, uh, Lemuelu is out injured. So um, the hammer returns. Tabuai Fido uh, and uh, Peter Hollow and Corey Jensen are back in the team. Uh, Lachlan Burr suspended and uh, murderous Frank Molo failed his HIA, so he's out as well. The Warriors, fucking... Frank Moller and like that's that fucking guy that replied that that you were replying to the other the other night on Twitter talking about the pubs and shit that Glenn was referring to earlier. Like it's like he's replied and yeah he's called you a fuckwit and said no one's ever fucking died from a high tackle or something. Like, no, no, big hits have never been associated with death. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, 
exhibit A, fucking murderous Frank Molo on the bed, <laughs> who who, uh, who killed the guy, and he didn't kill the guy in the in the fucking park or anything either. I mean, it was in the yeah. fucking Q cuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You don't the get the side. nickname murderous Frank Molo if you know big hits don't cause death. That shit's not doled well, out yeah, just you really. You don't, get that, you don't get that name because you're fucking you're, you're super into fucking cross stitch. I mean, like, the Warriors side. Okay, unchanged from the last round. Rocco Berry listed on the reserves. Um, look, this this is this is a, one of those games that's like I, I think is moderately hard to pick. To be honest, I mean the Cowboys still exceeding expectations. Cowboys are they're playing at home, mm. but JT's a big out and Cohen Hess is a bad in. Is that the most lopsided out and in, in the history of rugby league? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know history, but I mean, it's certainly like yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. If you're talking like top of mind sort of stuff, yeah. I mean, oh, it is pretty no. ordinary. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess the other the other example you could say is Tom Tom Dravoyevich out for anybody else. At fullback, I mean that's the same sort of differential as well, you know. Like no, let's just use let's use the most recent not. example, Dylan Walker. I mean, I th- like nah. Cohen has for JT, still worse. Yeah, still worse. Yeah, sucks to be Cowboys. Um, but I'm you know their the their uptick here. their uptick had begun before Tamalolo came back from the mm. you know yeah. off the the multiple broken hands and everything that he was carrying on with. So asterisk feelings. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have a feeling I'm about the Cowboys. The here. Yep, just just for the athleticism and the size of their outside backs, you know the Cowboys have Kyle Felt, mm-hmm. who is playing in some. He's, he's in a little bit of a purple patch at the moment. It's Felt almost him. like when has he not been though? He always, I mean, he's, he always seems to be the best player at the Cowboys, even yeah. when they've had you know Morgan on fire or you know yeah. Jonathan Thurston on fire. But um, I, I just think the athleticism of the, the outside backs of the Warriors is enough to get them home. They've just got more points in them than the Cowboys do. Yep. I was yep. impressed with the Warriors last week. I um, I think they'll ask too many questions of the Cowboys and um, Reese Walsh to have another big game. Yeah. I think Reese Walsh is going to become a, come one of your new... new uh, you boys, hey Glenn. I think he's a fantastic like player. Listeners, all you know the way you used to talk, the way the, the way the way you used to talk about Sonny Bill. What a shame <laughs> you went back last year, so you couldn't have your little fucking you know coda to your love affair with Sonny Bill just <laughs> when he played his little cameo. <laughs> what a missed opportunity that was. So what are, no, what are you I doing? Just... Are, you, are you secretly like applying eyeliner to Jax before he gets up? And <laughs> and go no, no, there's no eyeliner being applied to my children. Thank you. For asking, <laughs> <laughs> I think Reese Walsh is a great uh, player. He's got immense talent, and uh, it's interesting to watch him develop. But uh, there's no man crush there, mate. Big difference. You know what? Right. Don't, don't fucking don't fucking say that. Have you seen how much money the fucking weekend makes? Have you seen the car <laughs> that the weekend's dad drives? No. If I was you, I'd be in his room. Not only with the fucking eyeliner, but with the fake eyelashes and the eyelash crimp I'll call him the public holiday or something like that and set him on his way. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sickie. 
The Aussies think, yeah, the smoko or something. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Leo will be the smoko because that's about his attention span. <laughs> uh, um, the second pub slot game. Is he, West fuck Tigers. off, cunt. He Take can't have a second pub slot game just because it's the Tigers. I'll fucking take well, umbrage. If there are two I'm trying to think of an, I'm, I'm trying to think of the that? equivalent of like you know the clothes maketh the man or you know, the game maketh the slot. The teams maketh <laughs> the name of the slot. Yeah. <laughs> you West Tigers, you pub slot. <laughs> I mean, this is how it goes. Um, now they're playing at uh, at at, uh, at Wankbest, uh, the West Tigers side. James Roberts returns um, on the wing. Yay! Uh, Talau Talau moves to the centres. Joey Leilua out. And uh, Tom Amoni replaced Jake Simkin. What happened? What, what's going on with your boy? Which one, Jakey? Simkin, Simkin. Like fucking, like 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 Manamana, blah blah, whatever he's fucking that. What was that guy's name? <laughs> Manai Manai Fucking. <laughs> <Manai> Rudolph. <laughs> like, like, like like fucking. Manai Charrington. All these next. Oh. All these, all these, yeah, Charrington, like all these next best hookers in the history of the West Tigers. Like Nathan, Simpson, you know full again, well what was the his... what was the denominator, common denominator to all those hookers that have come and gone through the Tigers. What was the common denominator? So are you saying that Jake Simpkins out of the side? Yeah, they played for the Tigers. That was the common denominator. But what's yeah. the other <laughs> common denominator? Okay, so what what you're implying is that Jake Simpkins has dropped because Robbie Farah is running the water now. Correct. Right. Okay. In in um, all honesty, I think the knock the the knock on him uh, is that in comparison to to Little, his service out of dummy half isn't as consistent. And I will say right. that Little has him as far as pace goes, but Simkins. So what are, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to be like an NFL team where they have like the punter that just does one thing? awesomely, but can't do anything else that anyone on the team can do? <laughs> what the hell? Are they just going to... Yeah. What, are Honestly, they gonna fake? I'm gonna, I think the Tigers, in their own... And, and no one would ever admit this. Bear with me here, because this is a stretch. <laughs> just stick with me. Is this going to use the word revolutionise? <laughs> I can feel a revolutionise coming. <laughs> I think that the Tigers have convinced themselves that Jacob Little is Damien Cook. Okay? That's what they think. They're wrong. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> but that's what they think. Because he's fast. Fast. That's He doesn't have, doesn't have the vision of, uh, of Jake Simpkin, at, who, who is 19 years of age. But uh, he's fast, so... There you go. Damien Cook it is. So what? Right. So Madge has got Little out at, at 5.30 in the morning running sandhills and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not happening. Oh, God. Okay, so anyway, the Dragon side, they uh, have uh, Tarek Sims replaces uh, Kerr in the in the pack. Kerr suspended, of course. Uh, Paul Vaughan starts up front and uh, Farmer Sealy goes to the bench. Uh, Daniel Alvaro fills the vacant bench spot. Tigers, I mean, this is their best chance to win in weeks, right? Yeah. Since, since we last played the Dragons. Yes, correct. Um, look. The game that changed it all for you. When you... <laughs> or kept everything the same. 
<laughs> but when you're down on confidence, sometimes you need to just drop it back a bit and play against people that aren't on your level as professionals, as athletes, as rugby league participants. And that's what the Tigers will be doing in this game, playing the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who really shouldn't even be in the NRL. They're not of NRL standard, and the Tigers will beat up on them, just like they did last time they played, and um, extract the necessary amount of confidence to go into next week thinking that they just need to turn up to win and get blasted. And that's how things will roll. Can't argue with that, Tigers. <laughs> Look, I favour the Tigers in this game, I'll be honest, but, but at the same time, everything I just heard then... <laughs> Makes me believe they're going to lose badly. <laughs> Honestly, it's a big occasion. Uh, it's a, it is a big occasion. They'll be playing in their indigenous jerseys, uh, which is obviously uh, guys like Dane Laurie and James Roberts are uh, very passionate indigenous gentlemen. So um, you know, there's there's an occasion. Would you there. say if you were, if if you if you were if you're quantifying their passion, would you would you say it is more or less passion than they would feel for the legacy of Tommy Radonikus. Uh, probably the same, which may lead to the same result. Can I also okay. point out that calling people Indigenous gentlemen is about the whitest way to describe <laughs> those guys? Have you seen me? Have you s- seen me with my clothes off? I'm fucking white. Can't hide from it. Yeah. Right, Panthers taking the doggies Saturday afternoon. Down there, and I, f- I still forget what the fuck we... What, what are we calling the, the Panthers Stadium again? The Glory Hole. Blue Bulls. The Glory Hole, that's it. Oh, the Glory Hole, that's right. The Glory Hole. Yeah. Okay, so Capewell suspended. <laughs> so, you know, not a lot. So it's not the Glory Hole this week, I guess. <laughs> Capewell suspended. He's the only change. Leota returns in his place uh, at prop with uh, Martin back to the second row, the dog's side. Hetherington is back from suspension. <laughs> For now. <laughs> and to, to, to begin his bid... To become the most suspendable player in the competition, Vic Radley has thrown the fucking gauntlet down and challenged him to a duel. And well, so there's a very thing, good though. chance that Jack Hetherington may be off the field for up to 30 minutes. The, um, the only reason that Hetherington is not already the most penalised player under the new interpretations is because he, he was, was suspended, suspended from when the rules were soft as shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kudos to Penrith for being that fucking good that they're actually making this game somewhat interesting. As in, people are tuning in, like, actually wondering, like, are we going to see a 70-burger? <laughs> yeah, and let's face it, you know, when we're talking about our multis and things like that, I mean, this this one has great potential. Well, considering now that we all have a bet with mates group. That's it. We got fifteen bucks in there, burning a hole in our account. Yeah, and uh, so let's uh, tell you what you need to check the app more often. Oh, really? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what, did, what did you do to my five bucks? <laughs> I put it to work. It's oh, a did you? work in the system. Oh, what is what? What did you bet on? Do you put it on this game? Um. Hang on, I think it was Melbourne 13 plus, Penrith 13 plus. Crichton oh, any time. 
and Toto anytime. I'd check, but I'm not yeah, allowed okay. to bring my phone close to the microphone or the computer. Yeah, or, okay, good. Or bet at all. <laughs> yeah. You are, you know, you are the, the handbrake in this in this in this scenario, and uh, you'll never be forgotten. It's probably a good time. Dogged us, dogged us by making us bet on fucking. Was it Charlie Staines instead of Toe? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, well, no, it's a, yeah, I picked Charlie. That's Staines. irrelevant. It's the cunt, the cunt that was outside Momorovsky. Subscribe that, now to the Glenbet app and choose our new feature: bet with cunts. <laughs> so. Hetherington's back at prop uh, for, the, for the doggies. Uh, Josh Jackson at lock is back. Uh, Adam Elliott moves to second row. Chris Smith's out suspended. Um, what else have we got in here? Katoa's suspended. Uh, Ava C. Manifanai drops to the bench. Look, it's not a matter of if or who. It's a matter of by how much. The, the really interesting stories, I think, coming out of this game is will someone, and I'm looking directly in the direction of... Matt Burton or Brian Toto, will they match or exceed the six tries that the Fox scored earlier this year? Yes. All signs look, point to yes. Yeah. Will the doggies cause the most epic boil over that we've seen probably in the history of the game? No. All signs point to no. <laughs> what is the realistic margin of victory? That you think that if, if like gun to your head, if it's under forty, I'll be disappointed. Yep, I'd agree. Oh, sorry, if they don't put forty points on, mm. I'll be disappointed. They put forty points on good teams, so I mean, I think that I think that this has to be a fifty, right? I reckon they'll have fifty with about twenty to 50's twenty par. to go, and then yeah, and you and you'll be like, this could be fucking anything, and that they'll kick it back a gear. Remember, well, it's a, it's a Trent revenge game too, or is it, or more as I like to see it, a Penrith. Let's show Trent how how fucking terrible he is and and how how much of a non-factor he was in his time this, here. This is a Burton retention game. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, you um, know, the the funny thing, you know, who our new offensive coach is? You who? You're offensive. It's the cunt that the it's the cunt that the West Tigers used to have running their defense. So obviously great judges of talent over there at the West Tigers <laughs> in uh, identifying people's best skill sets. Uh, they, they had the guy who is the architect of the greatest offense the competition has ever seen trying to teach Noffa how to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there, there, there are some tasks, some, burden, some burdens on humanity that are unsolvable problems. I mean, yeah, Israel versus Palestine... <laughs> David Noffel looms defense. Versus defensive shapes. <laughs> you know, but that's it. That's the, the two most unsolvable fucking things. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Their previous defensive coach was like, eh, fuck this. I'm actually going to go and raise my kids in Gaza. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, the, the Rabbits take on the Eels. Uh, Stadium Australia, Saturday afternoon. The Rabbits side, Cam Murray and Jacob Host are back in the side. Uh, Liam Knight and Jaden Seward dropped to the reserves. Mansour failed his HIA. He's out. So Tane Mill replaces him on the wing. Jai Arrow gets the nod at prop with Burgess benched. And uh, CLA replaces Jed Cartwright on the interchange. The Parramatta Eel side. Um, Regan Campbell-Gallard suspended. 
So that brings Oregon Kafusi uh, into the eight to start. Uh, Martin Yukore returns to take his place on the bench, and uh, the Rabbitohs will be super pleased to hear that Wanga Blake will be taking his place on the <laughs> left-hand side of the of, of their offense, <laughs> or as he's known, Tall Noffer. <laughs> <laughs> Inside Noffer. <laughs> Could you imagine the imagine those two lined up, yeah, next to each other on, yeah. on the same side? Fucking hell! Didn't I think Stephen Hawking wrote a book about that once? Yeah. Now, the Rabbitohs. I feel like they are the the, the team that, that they were shown to be by uh, the Panthers and the Storm before them. Um, however, Parramatta, I also maintained, were vastly overrated and they weren't shit. And, you know, thus was proven last week. Who is well. the fraudiest fraud now? Uh, well, this is it. I think the Rabbitohs, whilst I don't rate their chances of winning the competition or competing against, you know, the top, you know, two or three teams in the competition, and I'm talking the top two or three teams on talent, not the two, t- top two, two or three teams on current ladder position because I think Parramatta's still up there as well, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, look, they're both hurting. Mm-hmm. They both took massive defeats last week. Mm-hmm. They both took massive blows to their pride. Wayne seems to have held some guys and found some scapegoats and held some guys accountable. Plus he gets Cam, Cam Murray back into the mm-hmm. side. Which, which again, Cam Murray is not not stopping fifty six points on his own, um, but just his influence in defence and instructions. Yeah, yeah and a like massive he, end and, for the rabbits. Yeah, and maybe and maybe he stops it being becoming sixteen nil after fucking fifteen mm. minutes. Yeah, which is the pre, which is the the precursor towards throwing your toys out of the cotton, conceding fifty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, overall, uh, the the eels on the other hand, they yeah, um, they haven't held uh, Arthur hasn't held uh, Wayne Blake responsible for mm. anything at all. He hasn't held Blake Ferguson responsible for anything at all. He hasn't put any any responsibility on the shoulders of any of their forwards that failed to do anything, uh, fire a shot. So all in all, he hasn't. Yeah, you know what I love? I love that according to the official NRL app, mm-hmm. these two teams have only played each other thirty four times. Is that because South's history prior to being kicked out doesn't exist? Correct. Well, like actually, well, yeah, I, that I, I actually I believe that too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well done. Same reason, yeah. Same reason the Dragons have only ever only won one premiership. That's it. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to tip the rabbits here. Just, I have more faith in Wayne Bennett. And, and that team, fuck, they need to be hurting. Mm. They need to be so embarrassed that mm-hmm. this is a statement game. And this could realistically make or break their season. Yeah. In terms of if they can bounce back from last week's shellacking, <clears throat> then... Then there's a rebuild there, and you and they can but they can begin better. the narrative of the yeah, the their coming back narrative, you know, like That's turning it. the corner narrative, yeah. yeah. And and if anybody can prep teams at the right time, it's Wayne Bennett. Yeah. yeah. And the other the um, other mo- the other more minor storyline as well is that you know there are reports this week that you know Brad Fittler's throwing throwing the gauntlet down 
for Damien Cook to perform. You know, if he wants to re- yep. retain his Origin jersey, uh, Latrell Mitchell yes. will want to break his way into into Origin as well. So there's a couple yeah. of players there that will want to perform. Did Fitless start performing? Did Fitless specifically and, uh, mention Jacob Little as a potential replacement for Damien Cook, or is that just in, no, in Michael Maguire's fantasies? Well, based on form at the moment, based on form, are you picking Cook or are you picking Uppy? Look, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably picking Cook. I'd have mm. to say. I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing against Appy, but I don't yeah, think Cook's okay. terrible. I don't think Cook's going terrible either. He's not. He's not the problem at the, at the Rabbits. No, he's not say. the problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I definitely think South South will win. Yep. Okay. The Roosters take on the Raiders uh, Saturday night at Central Coast Stadium. The Roosters side. Okay. Here we go. Victor Radley suspended, so he's gone. Um, Angus Crichton, he's also suspended, right? Yes. And he's gonna is is he is he out for Origin? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I don't know. So uh, Isaac Liu replaces Radley at lock. Uh, SST comes into the side at prop for for Liu. So Luke Fafita joins the interchange. Josh Morris is back, and uh, Suali drops to back into the extended reserve bench. Now that's with Crichton still in the side on Tuesday afternoon. So I would expect that Suali might find his way back in there. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. So, the Raiders side, okay. Whiten and Hodgson return from suspension. Rappin are back from injury. George Williams, with his shock departure, means that Sam Williams is their halfback now. And Rappin is wing spot, um, replacing uh, Semi Valame, who drops the New South Wales Cup. Soliola replaces Hudson Young. Uh, Hodgson replaces Brad Schneider, who goes back into the extended reserves. Fuck me, these both of these sides are absolutely... <laughs> Mm. The Roosters. I back the Roosters yeah, to, to you bounce back. Se- you want to talk about seventeen guys that are hurting? Mm. Mm. It's not the Raiders. It's, a, it's a, I mean, I th- this one I, th- I think is is a, a test of of Robbo's coaching. And you know, Nate, you and I were in a DM with with a guy that was going on about what a fraud he thinks Robbo is the other day. Yeah, and. And this is at the stage where it's well if you if your system's that good, oh hang on, Angus Crichton's been named. Um, you know if your system that is is really that good, slot him in, slot him in and keep going. And I think for a large part of it, the Roosters had done that. They were they were punching above their weight mm. to the point where it was like almost like you know they sort of made believers, yeah, out of us. And then this Broncos this Broncos result came up and was a massive you know aberration. That was also due to one player having a disproportionate effect on the fortunes of the team and the game as a whole. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, again, who do you rate better to, to prepare their team and tell me that Robbo's not using that as a, a motivation? Everyone thinks you're the underdog. No one thinks you can win. Um, you, yeah. Everyone says we're shot. Yeah, no. I, I think the Roosters have got a better coach. I think the Roosters have a better preparation. Um the Raiders, again, performing exceptionally well in very small portions of matches. Mm. Like, I mean, they had the Storm for the first 30 minutes of that game, and the Storm had fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, the, it, was, it, was looking like, it was looking great for the Raiders. But, man, when they fold, they fold harder than any team in the competition. But, again, to your point about Trent Barrett coach sides... Yes. The Raiders got that amazing 
but fluky try off the first set of the game. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true you know, too. Did they did they realistically grind or earn or work themselves into a position of dominance in that game? Look, that first try was arsy as hell. Like I, I will, I will concede that. But I mean, I think that they still then, you know, they they got another one and they controlled the game, you know, pretty well. Yep. Until okay. until they didn't, which was you know, yeah, exactly. and, and it had all turned around in that ten minutes before halftime, and the storm went into the break up by mm-hmm. two. So. I back the the Roosters I've no playing. The, group. I've got no faith in the Raiders for eighty minutes. Mm. I back the Roosters yeah, playing group. I've got no to, faith in the Raiders over eighty minutes. Sorry, of uh, yes, because this game has a second half. Yeah. I will tip the Roosters. Yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's too early. In the, <laughs> Philandis has been mooting uh, half a game only format, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they'll, they'll not try it. that out tonight uh, on, yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah, just so uh, yeah. just to follow on from your point about the the, the, the respective coaches. And their ability to to motivate, oh, I think it comes down to the actual the the playing group themselves and taking ownership of of a poor performance. And I think the Raiders have had several poor performances and are yet to really truly take ownership as a playing group away from from Ricky. Um, I, I think that comes down to the level of professionalism that the Roosters have far more of, and I think. Um, I'll back them to turn it around far more convincingly than the Raiders. And and at what stage do do the Raiders look at it and go, fuck, maybe we're the problem or maybe our culture's Mm. the problem when we keep buying all these English cunts and they keep wanting to leave? Like, what is it? Is Ricky Stewart putting the Gold Coast on his recruitment brochure? (laughs) (laughs) Like you, you've seen Australia come play footy yeah. here, and they they turn up to Canberra. But how does an English how does an Englishman move from England to the place in Australia that is most like England and get homesick? Look, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, like he's 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 knocked his misses up while he's down here, and you know, times like that, you want to be around family and everything. Like I get it, yeah, I, I, yep. like, I do I, I do get it. And, like, there's so much murkiness around what the fuck's actually happened here. I mean, he's asked for a release for the end of the year. The Raiders have been, like, you know, either accidentally or deliberately taking that as get fuck out of here right now. And, then, you know, and, and the media are playing games with that and then and the players are fighting back via social media as well. So I don't know if the fi- we've heard the final, you know, portion of that saga you know how it's all played out yet but yeah that's it um but look like like i i get it you know if you're having a kid yeah you, know, you want to be around family it's a long way away and, and covid makes everything feel more isolated as well because yes you know by and large you can't freely move around you know internationally so like i get it yeah. um but yeah, this you know, and I but also get the club too. I mean, like you know, I, I get the the you know the club can feel a certain way about that as well. Yeah, yep. Because I mean, halfback is not you know, it's one of the few specialized you know super specialized positions. In you can't just fucking mm. you know, it's not like he's a, a back rower and you can shuffle guys around. You know, well, it's even, like yeah. even Bateman hurt them, and he was a yeah. back rower. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, Roosters to win that one. Okay, the Sharkies take yes. on the Titans. Um, Who cares? Next game. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, has there been a more fucking nothing matchup this year? 
Yeah, so the, the Hiroti Dugan and Tig Wilton all suspended, so they missed this game. Um, oh, sorry, I should say, I was looking up while you are talking. I was looking at yeah, Crichton is suspended too, so he won't be taking part in that game, uh, the Roosters game. Um, Mulatalo, the Moot returns to the wing. Uh, Talakai is back to replace uh, Wilton on the bench. Ramian returns for Dugan in the centres. And Chad Townsend is in 18. And Johnson returns in the halves. Fafita uh, onto the interchange, replacing Magulius. The Titans. David Fafita returns to second row. Bo Fermo moves to the bench. Sam Stone out of the squad. Patrick Herbert returns to the back line. Uh, San Masters back to the reserves. And Ash Taylor is named on the extended bench in uh, number 21. Titans. So. Yeah. Titans are traveling okay. Like, they're traveling okay with Town and Boyd and, and Fogarty. Mm. Yep. For feet is a big in. Yeah, probably much to the big, huge in. I think they'll be too yeah, strong on the edges. Um, and as you say, Tanner Boyd uh, is looking really sharp. And, and I think um, him coming off the back of Fafita and, and Tino on the edges, I, I don't think the Sharks will have enough to stop that. Mm. Yep. Look, the Sharks are in full tank mode. Um, this is actually the first week where I think it's a you know it's a, it's kind of a positive change for them dropping Chad Townsend. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually it's it's the first sort of positive move that Hannay's Hannay's made. I mean because it's it's just seemed like they've just stumbled from week to week since the 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 sacking of um, Morris, yeah. with no real care of what fucking happens mm. just because, you know, it's kind of a weird sort of in between a year now that they've already organised their coach for next year and so on. So, mm. uh, still Titans. Uh, the Knights take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls uh, up in Newcastle. The Roosters, oh, sorry, the Roosters, the Newcastle side, Ponga returns uh, and Bradman Best returns. Uh, so Mann returns to 5'8". Phoenix Crossland shifts to halfback. Blake Green out due to retirement. And um, Sasagi drops to the bench uh, given Bradman Best return. Uh, Manly side, Curtis Sirenen back from injury, so he's aimed on the bench. Um, Lawton will start in the second row with uh, Guacamole out with, uh, I believe, a broken hand. Um, I believe. I mean, it's hard to fucking know with uh, the butcher on our uh, medical staff. Um, yeah, look, I think the, the, the Knights are slipping. And yeah. Pong, is a, Pong is a good in for them, but only in attack. Like, I expect Callum Ponga to... It'll, I think it'll probably take him a while to get himself, you know, super involved, um, and it'll probably take him down down to a, you know a deficit to get super involved in the mm-hmm. in, in the attack because I don't see their halves really providing a hell of a lot for them, and I think Pongo has to get involved in defence though. I mean, it's the same old, same old. I mean, I can't see Kale and Ponga having any effect if Daly wants to put a bomb up for Jason Saab, for example. Yeah, that's true. If 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 Daly wants to put a put a, a bomb up. To you know, come down in front of the posts. I can't see Ponga really wanting to contest that, you know, against Tommy or someone bearing down on him. And I mean, we've seen that battle. We've seen that direct matchup happen in Origin, and just you know, he Ponga was just thoroughly you know humiliated. So, look, I expect the guys. Unless you know, the the media is pretty quiet at the moment. I mean, there hasn't been too much pumping up the tires, but the tires. So I think if they just you know, if they just keep their heads, I think they've got these guys covered. The forwards, the the forwards who were unheralded, have all started stepping up. 
I fucking love Sean Kepi. He's he's uh, he's going great guns. Some of the big boys like you know Sipley um, uh, is going great as well. Uh, Marty Tapao is playing the best he's played in, in a long time. And really, the only place I really think that the Knights can even compete, even on their day, is is through the forwards. Yeah, and it's just hard for a team to come out, you know, against you know with with no halves, and and compete. And and if Ponga is going to stay back there at fullback and not inject himself into and try and take an active role in running things, I don't see them you know, generating a fuck of a lot on the attacking side of the ball. So we've just taken a long time to say Manly thirteen plus. Agreed. I, was, I, wanted to put, I wanted to put some rationale, rationale behind it. Do you say 30 plus? Because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, okay. And put, it, put it in the sports bet. Bet with mates app. Have you, you've thrown all out. You've, 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 you've thrown all our money on, on your other one, haven't you? No, not yet. Oh, yeah. not, <laughs> not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. And, uh, is there like an audit trail of, you know, this fucking guy yeah. put this much on? Sports bet. <laughs> yes. This guy pissed bet this much mates. away on Just this don't let them bet. <laughs> Before yeah. before I got involved, I needed to make sure that Glenn had some absolute accountability. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, well, this this well, well this <clears throat> all this app now does. Yeah. Like with that with that you know situation we had earlier in the season where we would have made, I believe it was you know in the vicinity of six to seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, ha- had we picked Brian Tyo instead of whatever <laughs> fucking donkey that Glenn nominated for our multi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all but, those uh, years of financial experience, and, and and that's the number you can come up with from that. Fuck me, dude. Love it. Yeah, do you not know how boosts work? <laughs> all right, time to hit the mailbag, folks. And uh, I don't have the mailbag fucking open in front of me, so uh, you'll have to... Deal with my uh, profuse apologies as I quickly go down to uh, our Facebook group and uh, check out what we've got there. And uh, we did have a good mailbag coming through this week. So here we go. Right. Fuck me. It's a bumper crop of mailbag. Um, Jordan says, uh, with Victor Radley and Angus Crichton getting hit with lengthy suspensions, how long do you think it will be until the chickens kick up a large enough stink that the NRL will do a 180 on the crackdown? My feeling is that a Roosters-led bitch session about the rules uh, won't have any effect. Correct. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, because even Trent, I mean, people, I've seen people on social media saying, oh, yeah, Trent's complaining this and that. But I mean, when I saw him sitting down on one of those shows, I, don't, I only saw his segment from the show uh, on Twitter or something, and he seemed fairly philosophical about, about the, you know, about the requirements you know, the need for the change and the benefits of the change and all that sort of thing. Everything the Roosters do is pretty firmly calculated. And so if he's on on anywhere, then half of it's directed at him standing up for his players, for him standing up for the club, uh, and also, you know, the the unspoken, unspoken by way of saying, you know, no excuses, all that stuff that, okay, we've got to get in line with these new rules. Yeah. Okay, uh, Michael says, uh, Nathan, Jay, and the work experience bloke, this do you think the league should guy. scrap development fees? This is one, this is very, very uh, specific to his, uh, you know, one of his occupations as, a, as an agent. 
Do you think the league should should scrap development fees? They do not prevent clubs from poaching players, and it just lines the pockets of mass developers like the Panthers and the Broncos. For background, development fees are pay, payable to clubs who've developed a player for at least two years, and that player leaves to another club before the age of 23. The current fees are 20% of the playing fee to a maximum of 50K for NRL contracts and 12.5K for development contracts. Good on them. Again, yeah, I'd, I'd, it, that's about incentives to encourage behaviour. Yeah, what I would like to hear, I'd like to hear from Michael um, more about why he thinks they should be scrapped, if that's the angle he's taking, because, I mean, it sounds fine to me. Yeah. Uh, up, I, mean, yeah. I, I assume it's because not all junior networks are created equally. Oh, yeah. Well, we, know, club, we know that, Clubs like Brisbane have a monopoly on one mm-hmm. city. Yep. And clubs like Penrith are fucking awesome at it. So for two very different reasons, they get a lot of money out of it. Um, go and focus on it. To that, I say so. So fucking yeah, exactly. so. What if they get a lot of money out of yeah. it? A, a if lot they of, do a the lot fucking people, work, then so. Correct. A lot of people rag on Gus. For, you know, five year plan, whatever with, with Penrith talking about the first grade team, but the majority of the work he did there was in their juniors, mm. and making sure that for the next however long that they have a certain talent level that will be grown at home, that they will have it at a reduced rate for for X amount of years before they become superstars and, and start to get poached. But but if you get rid of them before 23, why not get something in return for it? Yeah, I have a mate yeah. that's um, invo- uh, heavily involved in the um, corporate level with uh, the Panthers Leagues Club, and... Mm. He uh, he says, like, Gus being Gus, he, he develops a lot of naysayers towards him because of his profile and his personality. But as as he just sort of mentioned, the stuff he did behind the scenes for that club from a grassroots level all the way up to, and in large part including the NRL side, but more specifically... Everything leading up to that, he's yeah. never got. He's never got the credit he was due for. No, he hasn't. Um, but yeah, I I think you, you get the same. Merchant. No, true. But I I think um, Gus, fucking course he is. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I Gus think is that like the, you know, the, the the slyest credit merchant of all. Like, I mean, he wants the credit. <laughs> But he doesn't want to take put himself in the position where he's you know where he can get any of the. Uh, no, he you know, doesn't the, want the credit. The he wants to put it. himself so he can be in a holier than now position mm. and say oh, I don't really care about not getting the credit. <laughs> Alexander yeah. says, "Is it possible for commentators to get CTE? I think Vossi is starting to show early symptoms." I don't have an opinion on commentators. I mean, it's long, you know. As you guys as, can as handle this one. That's it. Yeah, I, I have the volume down. Yeah, I have the volume down for most of the time and watch games without the commentary, you know, except for the manly sort of games. But what, 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 an observation I have made though is that wow, people have turned on Vossi over the last twelve months. Yeah, I remember when he was the man, and he's, and and in many cases was the only palatable option as a commentator that people would accept. Do you remember the blow up over the over the statue, which is basically what led to him? Sort of being shunted from his demise at yeah yeah at Channel Nine right, but a lot yep. of people siding with Vossi were like, well, you know, they should, 
you know, he's the guy that should take over from Rabs. You know, look, they've made this massive mistake and yeah. he's the, the next one yep. in line. And I guess, guess he probably was and in large part may still be, but I think he's probably gone a bit too far from just stru- strictly commentary. He's, I think he tries to put a bit too much of him and, and his personality into his call. Too many which, catchphrases. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. I think he's, which, yeah. you know, can polarise people, so. I don't love any of them. I mean, but, but there are ones that I really fucking dislike, like yeah, uh, I, I, I find Blocker and Braith and Asta difficult to, to, to cop. I think that they, I find very few of the colour guys really that palatable. Mm. I mean, they tend to say, you know, predominantly ultra dumb shit. Yeah. With the exception, perhaps, of Cooper Cronk. Yeah, he's he's a shining light for me. <laughs> I, I think he's. But yeah, I don't I don't love any of the guys who you know the actual play by play guys. No. But there are a couple that I fucking hate more than more than others. Yeah. And Ganane is one of the ones you know fairly hyped. That fucking list of ones I dislike. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, uh, let's see. Okay, we've uh, done that one in the show already. Um, okay, here we go on the Matt Lodge situation from Isaac. Uh, long time listener too. He said, um, I've sent my email threatening to not buy Knights membership, etc., but I know that's just pissing in the wind. I hate Lodge, but not enough to stop me being a Knights slash footy fan. So here's some mental gymnastics I've had to use to stop me hating myself for supporting the Knights. So Lodge owes the family about a million, which he can't earn doing any old job. The only access he and by extension the family have to that kind of money is by him playing footy, the Knights would be helping compensate that poor family. (laughs) Congratulations. You're exactly as smart as a fucking Broncos fan because that's exactly the logic train they used to justify him the first time around. So, (laughs) So what you've done is just essentially become a Broncos fan. Um please buy a Broncos jersey and start voting for Bob Catter. <laughs> Martin says uh, they don't have the talent, but this week against the Panthers is really the only chance for doggies to achieve anything at all this season. Hashtag Saturday ambush. Jesus. Uh, no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. No. No. But if it is, as I was saying to someone uh, in Magic Round when the doggies were up against Canberra and you know it was apparent that I was hoping the doggies would go on with it and win, I've got my agendas against Trent Barrett as a coach, but I've got my agendas against literally fucking everything, and I can create a win for myself out of any scenario. Yeah. So if they do win, I'll, I'll find a way to, A, downplay Trent's involvement, and B, you know, enjoy whatever upside there may be. That's um, it. Oh, he's Glenn, Glenn's mate, Kyle. I really hope Manly don't win this week. Nate starving his brain of oxygen as he rattles off a 10-minute recap without a single breath of air cannot be healthy. Hashtag health is wealth. <laughs> I agree. I really hope Manly don't win this week as well. <sighs> that's not... See, that's, that's a fucking terrible thing to say. And I thought you were a mate. Don't you fuck want to you. Happy? Fuck you and fuck What Manly. nobody realises... What Nate, nobody realises is that everyone thinks I do the DC impersonations. Nate doing, doing manly great. reviews. Yeah, but see, Nate doing manly reviews, he's actually doing them all in the voice of DCE, <laughs> which is why it's one big breath in and then just talk without pausing. Like an ornament to the game. He, I can he's realistically... I can be the new prez. Yeah. Like, he, he's behaving like 
like Mrs. Cherry Evans, who obviously put Ricky Stewart reading books on tape via headphone on her stomach during pregnancy. Winston says, hey, lads, and the motor vehicle offender. Wow. More a comment than a question to do with the new laws related to head collisions. My dad played Reggie's way back in the day. He worked in the bank at the same time, so he had lots of players and coaches, etc. who go to him for loans and such. In 1978, he met Tommy Rodonicus about financing the buy of a pub. During the chat, Tommy had to keep pausing, where he would squeeze his eyes shut in concentration for five seconds before talking again. To dad, it was obvious he was already suffering the effects of head collisions, and that was while he was still playing. For me, it shows the rule changes are better for the players, even if a lot of them do not know it. Dad said in retrospect, it was obvious uh, at the time that all he thought was that uh, Tommy had one too many or um, all the Dragons in the 60s stayed involved in and uh, all the Dragons in the 60s stayed involved in rugby league. So, yeah, I, I don't think Tommy's going to a bank meeting following one too many. No. Oh. Just, maybe. You didn't yeah. spend much time in Campbelltown, did you, no? <laughs> well, like, I, 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 look, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Are with you familiar with the term breakfast set, beers? <laughs> I've, I've not set foot in fucking Campbelltown in my life, not one time. Oh, we need, to, we need to do a documentary, like our last struggle street, where we take you down there. Oh. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't fucking relate. Because from the time that from two weeks before I started year one at school until the the time when I ultimately when I uh, moved overseas, I mean I, I lived at Ascot, and <laughs> and prison people know where that is, and it's it's the most uncampbelltownest place <laughs> in Brisbane. Most that probably. is correct. Um, Jai. It's gone quiet, but there was plenty of talk about the whole conference system idea. I'm open to the idea, but for fuck's sake, are they going to fix the issues with the draw at least? There's plenty of variables, so it makes sense that there's times you would play a team twice before playing everyone else once, but it's ridiculous how much it happens. For example, after this weekend, there'll be three teams the Broncos have played twice, the Storm, Eels, and Titans, but there's still six teams they haven't played once. How does that even happen? Also, is this just my OCD kicking in, or does it annoy other people? I agree. It, it annoys me. You agree with that comment? Sorry, I I agree with the <clears throat> that the conference system has merit as an idea. Um, the fact that the Tigers are about to rack up their fourth win because they've played the Dragons and the Knights twice in the first twelve weeks or so, it's, I'm okay with that. The other interesting thing is because in our sport, typically injuries are multi-week injuries. You don't very very often get somebody who's just out for one week. Yeah. Um, if you're playing the same team twice, and and let's say you're you're the Knights, you know you you're copying a team without Ponga or Pierce or any one of the number of injuries they've got. Yeah. Twice in a short period of time instead of once. Okay, you've got some injuries. Later in the season, full strength, have another crack at them. Yeah. But uh, TV rights rule the day. Mm. Yeah, but and also, I mean, you know, they 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 buy that software from Canada or whoever develops the software, where they punch in all of the all the teams and they punch in all the variables where you know certain things have to be met. Like, for example, you know the the you know the ANZAC games and and all that sort of shit. Yeah, that's and then, it's, then it then it spits out something that works. You know, in relation to all these you know multi variables like venue availability and 
you know, because mm. the venues have to work in with multiple sports, you know, in the case of things like Bankwest and, you know, Suncorp, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is annoying when you, I mean, like what, we're 12, this is the 12th round into the competition and like, yeah, Manly's played two teams twice. So mm. you're already, so yes, you know, it's a bit fucking crazy, but yeah, oh, what are you we, we would have anal do whenever we got you. So yeah, it hasn't really well, affected no, you that bad. It's, it's actually it's actually good because I mean now we don't, now we don't have to worry about Penrith again until the grand final, at which point Desi will have the master plan sorted out and it'll be an ambush like it was in two thousand eight against the Storm. Uh, Ryan, actually, no, we let's not do that one. Stephen, why <laughs> is Cameron Munster so fucking hard to tackle? He's not fast. He's not big. He can't be that strong. But for some reason, players all seem to slip off him. Mm. I put it to you, he's that strong. Yeah, I, I agree. For I think it's guy. it's. Athleticism and presents in different forms, and that guy's physical strength for his for his size and and power to weight ratio is is fucking amazing. Yep. And just his base, you know, just his his base and balance, mm. yeah, where he can actually, yeah, where he can just you know just like yeah, throw guys off and slip, through, you know, slip through guys. Yeah. Mm. Um. Zoran says, "Why do supporting players always point to the try line when their teammates going to score?" Are they signalling that they think they're dumb enough not to know what to do? However, I can understand it if Fergo was the player in question. <laughs> I, I always took that as they're pointing towards the sticks, saying yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's safe. It's it's you know you've you've evaded all the cover. You're so far in front of the cover. Yeah, you you are you know the the runway is clear for you to bring it around closer to the sticks and improve the position for the conversion attempt. Mm. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. I don't, think, too. I don't think they're saying, yeah, no, you can put the ball down. Hey, fuck it. Although the trial now, line's over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is not like, you know, fucking under 10s or whatever where the little, little cunts run around and, you know, run back over the fucking trial line and get into the field of play and then back around and, you know, don't know what to do with it. Um, Simon says, have we seen the end of betting promos like up by 10 get an early payout? I lost my D-Gen multi in the Cowboy Knights game with the Cowboys half-time minus 2.5 leg losing after being in control before the send-offs. Surely no one risks paying out early anymore. Oh, There's yeah. an algorithm for everything still. That's it. Mm. There's still a risk management algorithm, and that's especially as more data comes in week on week, that is going to provide the betting agencies with a safe option that they can advertise to the consumers whilst protecting their interests on the balance of probabilities. Mm. And, uh, you know, maybe, and maybe it won't be as simple as, you know, the, well, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a betting expert, but I mean, I'm just recalling, you know, commercials and things like that. They're sort of things like if the team's up by up at half time, you know, they'll pay out the bet or up by a certain amount or something, isn't it? Mm. That's it. Mm. Yeah, so look, I can I can see how that shit can turn around real quick, but once again, they'll they'll absorb these new variables into the algorithms that they create their odds upon, and giving themselves the you know the the balance of uh, probability of winning. Yeah, and uh, and they'll roll out products accordingly. Exactly, no doubt about it. Right, that's full time for episode 402. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and uh, you'll find there links to uh, our Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, all of our uh, social media communities, and much more. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, join, why not join us a patron at patreon.com forward slash tool nation? Drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just tell a friend. That's the one thing that I'm loving 
is we see these uh, you know, new people joining up to the Facebook group, for example. And, you know, when someone, it, it says, you know, you see, sometimes you get this like a an influx, there'll be like three or four guys at once requesting access to the Facebook group. And you'll see that it's, you know, someone in the group already has invited like, you know, four of their mates or whatever, and they're all coming in there. So that sort of shit is fucking great. And um, yeah, it's great to see the, the community growing as well in there. Um, tipping, before we uh, get the fuck out of here, Jimeka still on top. Uh, Doohig, how about the tip? Warmest, Lachlan H, Bega 1978, uh, Dipsy, Dana 25, Willie Smash, and play it again. Sammy, round out the top 10. And uh, are you putting your tips in, Glenn? Are you in there this year? Uh, no, I've, I'm taking a uh, hiatus from all tipping at the minute. Mainly right, because right. I'm shit at it. And I can't, yeah, not, I can't not tip the Tigers. So... Yeah, well, this, this, is, this is the thing. I mean, like my my glorious tipping competition years were all around, you know, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. Like when it, people weren't quite expecting Manly to win all the time, and they were, and that was that ended up being the difference, you know, in a lot of the things. But uh, yeah, I'm making a run this year. I'm only a couple of points out of the top eight, or top ten of the of the of the competition, and uh, nice. I'm sure I'll finish around the fucking. I'm sure I'll finish around the hundred and fifty mark, like I always fucking do by the time the season's all said and done. Um. That's it. You fellas have anything you want to add before we wrap this shit up? Not at all. No, I'm good. Well, that's easy. And on, on that note, fellas, I'll be uh, talking to you again on Sunday. Sweet See ya. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.